0: Well, welcome to what is our last week in the series on prayer, uh, looking at um, how we pray, what are the kinds of prayers that we pray uh, within the church. And, and I just want to keep on reminding us as we come into this series, as we've been learning about prayer, that prayer is the work of all believers in Jesus Christ. Um, and it's really important that uh, as a believer in Christ, that we, we know how to pray, we know the different kinds of prayers. We, we pray um, aloud, we pray in quiet, we, we use prayer as a part of our whole life, our whole very being. And I just want to refresh us as, as we've been looking at Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 as the key of what it means to pray, where, where we come about praying. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This has been our, our basis of where we've framed our prayers. What it means for us to pray is we bring our prayers, we bring our needs, we bring who we are to God and we ask God in prayer. It's a conversation. It's a time of seeing for who God is. It's so important that we understand what prayer is for us because prayer is foundational to the life of a believer. It's not an optional extra, it's who we are. It's the key of what it means to be a Christian over the weeks, we've looked at, and I just want to go over them with you for a, for a moment, in this series, we've looked at a whole range of different kinds of prayers. We've looked at our prayers of reconciliation reconciliation and contrition, of, of actually asking God for rest, restoration, of asking God to restore us back when we've done something wrong, um, and when we've actually left God's fold. There's a prayer of adoration where we adore God for who God is, just the, the pure function of who God is. Um, and, and then we actually, uh, Kerry brought us the message about uh, praying for guidance and asking God for guidance in your life and having that prayer of, of asking for God to guide our lives every moment of the day. Um, then we had a look at a prayer of lament and when we've done wrong and things have been going hard for us, lamenting the things that have gone on. Um, Eric brought a fantastic message on a, the Lord's Prayer. And then we've looked at praying for healing. And last week I brought a message around um, uh, prayers of thanksgiving, which is thanksgiving for the work that God has done. And this week I want to actually bring a I want to round out round out our series on prayer about praying a prayers of petition. Now, the petition is a is actually a bigger, broader term. Um, Often in the church we might talk about prayers of intercession or prayers of the people, Um, and both of those are more specific examples of what prayers of petition are. Uh, Prayers of petition are basically asking God for something. We're petitioning God for his action within our lives. We're petitioning God for something to happen for us or to something else. Um, The reason I chose to have the prayers of petition as the last prayer that um, we looked at in our series is that it's probably the prayer that we are most used to, the most comfortable. It's the prayer that we have done uh, most regularly, it's the one when people think about praying for something, it's, a, it's about praying and asking God, petitioning God for something to happen. That's the prayer that we often get so, um, you know, caught up in as being the way we pray. And, and, and our passage, our key passage that we've been looking at from, from Philippians, it says, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything, tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. It's it's important that we continue to tell God what he needs, what we need. So when we pray, when we're praying about our own needs, when we pray about our own needs, that's a prayer of petition. When we pray about someone else's needs, that's a prayer of intercession. Now, intercession may sound like a big word, a fancy word that we use in church, and it is. Um, To to intercede is to stand in between. It literally means for you to stand in between the person that you are praying for and God. You are interceding on their behalf. You are standing in between God and them, and you are praying for them. You are bringing their needs to God through yourself. We are interceding for them. We are standing in between. And that's what it means when we pray a prayer of intercession. We are praying for somebody else's needs. We're bringing those needs to God. Um, the other thing that we, that we are talking about is prayers of the people. Um, and prayers of the people actually is actually more really about a liturgical structure. That, isn't, that is the style of worship, the, the way that we do a particular thing within our worship space. Um, it, it's used specifically in, in when we're having public worship, but we can use some of the, the keys to this to help us when we are praying for other people. Um, and, and basically, um, you've got a person uh, for prayers of the people. We have a person leading a prayer, and generally they follow this particular pattern. Um, we pray for the church overall, for its members, for its mission, all of the things that the church is doing then we pray for the welfare of the world we think about what is happening in the world in the time and we pray for that specifically about what the current events are happening within the world and then we pray for our leaders both of our nations and a uh, much more local we pray for our leaders people in authority then we pray for concerns about our local community and then we're praying for those who are suffering who are in trouble who have a, an immediate need within our within our life spheres of influence and within our church and we're praying for that so we go from this really big universal nature about the church and about the world and then we start bringing them into to a location about our nation and our leaders and the people in authority, and then we bring it down to our local community and what's happening in there, and then we bring it down to those who are suffering and in need, and we pray that way. That's the form and format, the flow, the liturgical flow, the form and format of worship that we have when we do bring a prayer to the people in that space. Now, often this prayer is, is responsive in nature, Often uh, what, will, what will happen is the congregation will, will say something, repeat a section of the prayer, and there's somebody, uh, often they'll say, Lord, hear our prayer. And, and everybody else, and, and because I'm the only person in the room at the moment uh, doing this in our COVID space, if we were to be doing a prayer and I go, Lord, hear our prayers, uh, everybody else in the room would be saying, Lord, hear our prayers. It would be bringing that back to us. It would be making it a part of the whole congregation's prayers. And often there's times of space of silence um, that's given when we prayed for a section and we have a time of space of silence so that we bring our own personal prayers, our own thoughts, our own passions, our own desires into that mix of where the whole congregation is, is praying. It's important for us to actually kind of understand that when we have silence in prayer within a church, it's about your space, your time, to bring your own prayers into here. hear. Um, this is... Well, really, in contrast to the way we often pray here at New Beginnings Uniting Church, we, we, we don't necessarily do those um, very structured kinds of prayers. We, we use a prayer um, and, and often we'll work with that flow that happens within the prayers of the people and prayers of intercession um, and prayer is a petition, we often have a flow that goes through that. But we, we tend to pray in a way that's um, extemporaneous in, in prayer. That's a really big word. Basically, it means that it's spoken, done without preparation. It's speaking from your heart um, into God. It's not written down, and we follow it word for word. It's, it's just coming straight from our heart. <clears throat> it's a prayer that's not read aloud. Excuse me. It hasn't been written down, it's, it's prayed from the, the individual and, and it's, they're bringing that into that space. But see, one of the wonderful aspects about uh, prayers of the people is it causes us <clears throat> to take our prayers beyond our own personal need, beyond our, our own personal sphere into a greater concern um, for the world, for the church and for others around us. Um let's, let's see what, what the Bible says um, about how we are to pray and especially how we're to pray for those in authority because it's really interesting. When we start thinking about the prayers of the people and praying bigger, um, then that's part of our prayers of petition, so petitioning God, is that we, we actually need to pray for those who are in authority. There's a, there's a call for that. So let's just go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through to 4. And it says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf. And I love this. I love how his, Paul is encouraging Timothy in this way to pray. Pray for all people. So make your prayers bigger than who you are. Make them bigger than yourself. Bring them out into the world around us. Ask for God to help them, you know, intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Give thanks for those people around, people in the world, all this. Pray this way for kings and who all who are in authority so that you can live peacefully and a quiet life marked by godliness and dignity. This, this is actually really interesting because, you know... We, if you're praying, you're interceding for them, for their needs, is also encouraging Timothy to pray for the king, kings, and all those people in authority in the same way. And and by doing that, you'll actually have a peaceful life. You'll have a quiet life marked by godliness and dignity. You won't be in conflict with one another when we pray for those people. Um, and going back onto what Timothy's what it further says in Timothy um, chapter 2, verse 3, and it says, This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. See, there's a challenge for us when we take aboard board this, this passage from Timothy, is the challenge is to make our prayers bigger than ourselves. The challenge is to make our prayers bigger than ourselves. So as we look at this passage from Timothy, from from 1 Timothy, we need to actually understand a little bit of the context and the framework that it's written in so that we can understand the extent of what what Paul, who is writing this to Timothy, uh, and he's writing this to Timothy, who is leading the church at Ephesus. Um, And we need to realise that when, when Paul is writing this to this letter to Timothy, see, the emperor of Rome was Nero, and he was in power, and he was, he was notorious um, for, for torturing and killing Christians. And some of the church leaders were telling the believers not to pray for Nero, not to pray for him, but just to be quite um, anti and against. But Paul charged no, sorry, Paul charged Timothy to pray for Nero, to pray for the kings and those who are in leadership, um, who are in authority. And he also charged them to teach the believers to do the same thing, for a couple of things, for a couple of reasons, because God wants to see everyone come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God wants everybody to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we should be praying for them to do that, and even people in our authority that need to do that. The other thing I need to say is that um, nowhere in in 1 Timothy chapter 2 does it say that you actually have to like the person who is in authority. That's not a prerequisite for prayer. You don't have to like somebody to pray for them. Um, And and when we're praying for others, especially those in authority, you know... uh, it's not about our feelings towards them. It's not about our feelings towards their policies and what's happening or what they've done or what kind of person they are. We are praying for them. We are praying for them as individuals and we're asking God to help them in their leadership, for their leadership to become godly-centred, godly-focused, for their leadership to be reflecting what it means that Jesus Christ would be their Lord and Saviour. So you're praying for them as an individual in authority. Is praying for people in authority challenging for you? You know, if so many of us, when we don't like the way the government's going, when we don't like what's happening, we, we, we spew vitriol out against them and we want to pull down and we want to pull apart and we want to say everything's wrong. And rightly so, there's... It, It's important to protest. It's important to do that. But when we come for praying for, you know, prayers of our petition, prayers of the people praying bigger than ourselves, when we bring that into a space within a church setting, when we are praying for other people around, when we're having our prayers privately, and we pray for those in authority, we need to realise God has not commanded you to like them, but God wants you to pray for them. That's such a big and important aspect of what it means for us. God doesn't require us to like them, but God wants us to pray for them. So bring our leaders into prayer. Bring our leaders into prayer and pray for them. Pray for God to lead them in all of their lives, in all of their decisions, in all of the things they're doing, in the policies they make. Pray for that. Here's the second challenge for you, and we're going to find it in Ephesians 3, um, our reading that we've had from that, and we'll just have a look at it again, is is that we just don't pray for the physical things. So often when we're we're looking about our prayers of of, of petition, prayers of intercession, praying for other people, we we often pray for the physical hurt, the physical need within people's lives, and that's important to do. Don't don't let me say that, This is about just praying, not not praying for their physical needs, but it's important that we frame the prayer for their physical needs in a particular way. And let's let's find out again what Paul is is saying to the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians three verse fourteen. It says, "When I was thinking of this, I fell to my knees and prayed to the Father." So this this is a prayer of intercession that Paul is actually um, doing right now to the church at Ephesus. I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. See, this is actually a prayer of intercession. Paul is praying for the leaders of the church, for Timothy especially, and for the leaders of the church. And and we can extend this out for us as well, for spiritual Growth for spiritual power, for the spiritual person, Paul is changing the framework about what we think about prayer here when we intercede for another person. Let me, let me give you the challenge. So the first challenge we had was to pray and think beyond ourselves. The second challenge for us to pray for the spiritual need before the physical need. Pray for the spiritual need before the physical need. When we bring our prayers, um, asking God to be present in a situation, pray for the spiritual need before you pray for the physical. It will frame the way you pray very differently. It won't be just about this list of problems and issues that are there, but it will be about coming into a right, correct relationship with God once more and also bringing the need, physical need, into that space. So it's interesting because when Paul was writing this letter to the Ephesian church, he's actually imprisoned in Rome and he's not praying needs about his own physical Points here. He's not asking the church at Ephesus to come and pray for him, to, to release him from captive, captivity or anything like that. He's not asking that. He's actually interceding on the leaders in the church and on the, the church itself. He's interceding on their behalf to, for them to grow spiritually. So we actually need to understand that the spiritual well-being, a person's spiritual well-being... You know, supersedes all of the stuff about the physical ones. Pray for the spiritual before we pray for the physical. Have both. Not one or the other, but have both come in there. So so often when we pray for people, when we're praying for them and asking God to be in that space, we're asking them to, you know, come into it, whether it's a health problem, whether it's a physical problem, um, or it's a money problem, or it's a marriage problem, or it's a you know um, a, a problem with neighbors or whatever it might be. so often we ask on the physical things for God to intervene into this place and we forget to actually ask for the spiritual need in that that person right there for them to actually understand the, the full breadth of God's love for them to actually understand the full nature of what it means for God to be in that space and, and, and leading and and growing that person. We pray for the spiritual before we pray for the physical. That's our challenge. Remember that spiritual always determines what happens physically. if we're going to pray, we're really going to pray. We're going to pray and prioritise the spiritual first in our prayers. So when we pray for other people, when we are bringing our prayers of petition, when we're praying for our own needs, spiritual in physical, when we're praying for others, interceding, spiritual, before physical, bigger than yourself, when we're praying for those, I want to challenge you to think and pray and bring your prayers that are bigger than yourself. Bring your prayers for the physical need before the spiritual. So let's just pray right now. loving God, we we pray right now just in the situation that we find ourselves as a church and and in society where we actually are confronted by the challenges of dealing with COVID-19 and government restrictions. Lord, I pray for all of those people that we know around us and about us within our church. I pray that they will continue to know the love of Jesus Christ in their lives. I pray that they will know the power and the glory that only comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling upon them. May the Holy Spirit be upon their lives and guide them and lead them. And Lord, we also pray for all those people who are finding it tough in this space. Tough because of isolation, tough because of the restrictions that have come in. And Lord, I just ask that you'll give them the peace that only knowing you will surpass. I pray your peace will be upon them in this space, in this time. And Lord, I just pray for our church, that we will be a church that is full of people who are passionate, who are willing, who are able to pray. Pray and pray that it will become part of their lives, just ingrained in who they are, that they will lift their eyes up to you, O Lord, and pray for the world around them. Lord, I just ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.